0: Hi and welcome. My name is Ali Hart and I am the host of this podcast and you're listening and watching how to build a creative business in a noisy world. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Today we have Susie Arbuthnot with us, uh, with me, and we are talking about really just all things creative, social media, um, family life, growing up, and it is really great to have my friend Susie here.
1: Hello. Thank you very much for having me. So people might know you as Susie Cooking the Books. Yep, or Susie Lee now, it seems to be more of the, the title. i oh, sorry, Susie Lee Arbuthnot, I should be saying. Sorry, you're double-barreled. No, well, I'm not really double-barreled. It's just for people to really recognise me because people go Susie Arbuthnot and then they're like, is that not Susie Lee? So there seems to be an identity thing. So we're trying to slip into Susie Lee now for the professional cook scene. Love it, absolutely. That's like me with mine was Ali mclaughlin Hart.
0: And I sold paintings as that for a while. And then my first website was that. And I thought, after a while, how do people, because people would be like, is it an O? Is it an A? Is it a heart with an E? Or is it H-E-A? So, um, Ali Hart. That's good. Susie Lee's even better. But Susie. Susie, so would you like to introduce yourself, Susie, a little bit about you in a few sentences? Okay.
1: So I am Susie Lee. Or both, not my married name, but Susie Lee. Um, I am now known as the winner of BBC's Best Home Cook last year in 2020, mm-hmm. to then go on to my own TV series for BBC NI, uh, which was called Susie Lee's Home Cook Heroes. Um, and there might be something exciting coming on after that, uh, but I can't talk about it just yet. But yes, so that is my alter ego <laughs> actually a chartered accountant still working I have my own practice yes I'm self-employed so my I'm a sole trader um but that's my bread and butter but I love to dabble in the food
0: brilliant nice summary there I'm also a mum let's throw that into the mix too
1: yes a mum of two uh Xander who is six and P2 and so glad to be back at school um and little Odie or Odelia is her full name and that's she beautiful. is three she is a diva. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: I remember when Xander was tiny actually seeing you in a restaurant and he was like in oh, a high yeah. chair so long
1: ago. Oh absolutely in the hillside. Because
0: our husbands play hockey against each other, isn't that right? Or did they, well, they play were together? together? They were together. Oh yes. Together.
1: Don't forget your, all your tractor rides around Lisna Garvey. We oh, no. see my third boy's not into tractors but my first Two boys were very into. Yes, Ali was running round and round the hockey, pit, uh, around the clubhouse, mm-hmm. and you saw glimpses of her. And she's like, What What was the score? What was know, the score? Know, and I then I went, could
0: never go yeah. back to that, you know? I could never go back to that. But so Susie, so then there's a few other links as well. Then Susie's sister is. Um, very good friends with one of my best friends as well so that's veronica and then just um with you you and wallace weren't you in, yeah, in the one well. school and i was in the other school that was across the road so um it's lovely to be able to have you in the creative space at the minute and to see what you're doing and um, do you want to tell us a little bit about growing up just background
1: yeah so come from a family of five so I'm number four so there's three girls above me my three older sisters then me and then my little brother Tim so as you can tell they were trying for the air. <laughs> so yeah grew up in Balmacash in Lisbon and yeah family home still there and went to file the cash primary and then changed over when all the big sisters started to go to wallace and my mum was like enough of the multiple school stops so she shifted all of us to wallace high and all the prep then so i started the prep and p3 and i just loved it i love school i would have stayed there if I could have. It was just a really positive experience. Okay. Um, And then um, in fifth year, I lost my mum very suddenly. And I have to say yet again, that school environment, the teachers and everybody around me were so supportive and just brilliant. Hence why I still have a really strong connection with Wallace. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my kind of summary of my kind of teens.
0: Okay, great. And then you went
1: on to do accountancy? No, actually. Oh, no, right. I- went on to was meant to do well I didn't get my grades to go to Edinburgh so I would have been a completely different person I was meant to do uh, sociology wow Yeah. yeah completely different uh but then I went to Queen's and did food and nutrition yeah right. so I wanted to be a dietitian at one stage as well I actually wanted to be a doctor but didn't get those grades either so my life was because I was so confused mum yeah. I lost mum at fifth year and then I was just up down up down and just my head was all over the place even though I thought I was in control looking back I remember going fine I can do this you know and I was a straight A student you know and I was like yeah, yeah fine I'll, I'll fall into place didn't really quite fall into place mm-hmm devastated when I got a D in one of my 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 subjects so yeah life changed and I had to make different decisions then so did food nutrition for like half a year at Queen's and realized this is not quite me and just the lectures and stuff just it was the first year so it was a disaster then worked and even went back to Wallace to be a HE technician and biology technician in my it's spare time so interesting right. um and then I got on to Queen's again to see what courses I could do so then looked at finance so I ended up doing economics and management as a joint honours degree okay loved it. absolutely loved it so did the three years there and then went I don't know what I wanted to do but saying that I did really well and obviously the mazy kind of economicsy kind of things and the lectures did the careers you had a careers teacher as well they're like accountancy and I was like no 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 not doing a boring accountant they're like your marks and your 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 grades kind of show that your brain would be kind of suited and I was like, absolutely no way so then I did a postgrad in event management and PR it's like you're just <laughs> running isn't it you're like no I'm not going to do that so then there you go so economics and management but degree, that's exciting event management and PR did a placement in Kings Hall loved it would have got the job if they had known that I was good by the placement so they had appointed me literally a week after they had got technically I was filling into so this girl was free okay and then when I when I worked for over like the two months before she was starting the next month she was just they were like you do realize we were advertising this job you would have been ideal and I was like ah. <laughs> it's okay and how old were you at this stage I was 22 23 22 okay
0: Okay and then you kind of failed to mention that you had a restaurant family restaurant growing up so yes. you were obviously dealing with yeah. your
1: sudden passing um, and yeah. your sisters had left and they were all at university at this stage. Yeah so it was me and my brother my, me and my brother, really? fifth year running a takeaway for a good wee while I had my aunties and my uncle auntie and uncles there to kind of help out but buck stopped kind of at me uh, you know that kind of thing you know like I was a Chinese restaurant yeah takeaway manly in Lisburn, so it's still going really strong but you know it's I, it's now a blur you know like I went I got through those and then my sis, big sister finally came home from Aberdeen in September and that's when normality kind of started because my dad couldn't cope but now looking back he was 43 losing his soulmate mm-hmm. who was also 43 and you know mum did everything for him so like you know so you
0: were doing that and then you're saying about you know your GCSEs and your A-levels like so you were
1: still busy and grieving and studying so there were a lot of there's a lot of things and like to be honest I didn't get counselling which I probably should have I am hyper as a person anyway and looking back you know I just kept doing more and more stuff you know hence why my personality has developed into this kind of manic kind of yeah I can't say no to anything and it's just that kind of I don't want to disappoint anyone and I think I I just felt at that stage that's the only way I could have kept and that's what the expectation and mm-hmm. I think I just kept that and there'd be times I get burnt out and I have migraines and all that and it's kind of completely brought on by myself and um, but yeah the grieving process is a strange one you know we've talked about another you know um stories and stuff and I completely relate like just sometimes you're just hit with it and you're like whoa how did I get here do you know what I mean and like you know your loved one has missed so much and you're like my goodness like know. I'm an adult no I, you know, And that's the thing I think sometimes I still sit back and go I'm still a kid I
0: know
1: I know well I, I feel the same yes so yeah. you obviously
0: got to 23
1: then and we're still busy and full and do we still work with the restaurant as well and the yeah, restaurant well? five I worked right up to 25 I was in there every weekend you know that kind of thing and like yeah. at that stage you it was just part of the norm go to uni have other part-time jobs, you know, like I tried to make the best of it. I worked in the student union, uh, mm. the entertainment screen. It was so much fun. I did all of that. I had, you know, I, I look back and go, what the heck was I doing? And <laughs> yeah. playing hockey. You are probably playing hockey. I was <laughs> playing hockey as well. So I was playing hockey for those queens and then applied for Listening Army. And I'm just like, how, how? And I had my choir at like, I was part of Belfast Philharmonic. And I was like, you know what? You know, and I look back, and yes, my CV is literally six pages long. <laughs> so giving it to a recruiter, they actually laugh their heads off. They're like, wow. And I was just like, that is actually a condensed version. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't the full one, but condensed. There's other stuff I've done, but I've kind of taken it away. But this is all the meaningful stuff. And the events, then, do you find the PR and events? Did you –
0: well, you're obviously – your brother, I remember you said before – the restaurant you were cooking as well weren't you in the back and then also
1: front of house cooking. no you were front of house front of house front of house um, I would have been frying and packing and stuff like that yes. so that way a bit and like you know I would have known how to make a few things like the fried rice and stuff like that but no I'm not, not but you knew packing. how to greet people meet people I wonder if that all <laughs> yeah. transferred from an early age you were doing that yeah so from literally from the age of 10 I was old enough and tall enough to see past the counter and mm-hmm. that she was able to serve customers. And do you know what, what a life skill, what a yeah. life skill at the age of 10 to be speak, speaking to adults mm-hmm. and not be afraid. Do you know what I mean? I have to say, I am so grateful for that kind of upbringing, genuinely, very working class background, but being able to give those communication skills, which I think we're starting to lose with young ones. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You know, yeah. With, oh, with our really lovely fun. tablets and all that kind of stuff. You're just like, I wasn't afraid to speak to adults mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what spurred me on to being a kind of confident person I think it shows in all five of us siblings mm-hmm. we're quite confident talking to people and I, I just think, like, thank you thank you to my parents who, who obviously there was no other choice because we were the staff <laughs> yes what a brilliant way to then enter In the future the working world to not be afraid to speak up in meetings or to be engaged in different just to order food you know I I, we always uh, tried that with the boys when
0: you go to the butchers getting them to ask for what they want or when they're in restaurants you know from an early age yeah
1: and that's it like and it's just those in the like you know I, I we're just slipping we're slipping from that kind of giving them slightly more independence you know walking to the shop on your own you know yeah well your work ethic was obviously
0: there it's kind of inbuilt in you and then whenever you got the the pr and the events and that job they went to the other person what did you feel at a loss or were you just like what's the next project
1: yeah no I i did feel like a loss so then i had to apply for other stuff so i ended up doing a like a graduate scheme through invest ni okay Landed myself with a lovely lady um, who was called Mary Keatley and she, like she was very influential. So I have to say she helped me with my personality, the bits that I was flapping about. She is a soft skills um, trainer uh, okay. and she's her business called Mind Associates. And she, is one of those ladies who literally walks into a room commands it and she teaches people how to be resilient change management and just wow. so soft skills so she works with a lot of ceos directors and stuff yeah and it was just amazing to see her work because she's really down to earth you know a lady from arbo but just when she comes into her room she just has control and people right. just watch her and she's really articulate and she broke down a lot of things that i thought i was okay you know <clears throat> as a person and being professional and stuff and she hated me saying no problem she says that's wrong you do not say no problem there's no there's no negative there you you say it in just like grand i will do that for you and all like yeah. i positive language and she is all about the secret if you've ever read that amazing book it's all about channeling positive and yeah. um, kind of um, habit, energy it's brilliant. So like she would have said, or, like read it. And I loved it. So her things, it's just as simple as focusing and uh, sort of visualizing. There is a parking space. There's a parking it's space. Totally, like your parking angel. Yes. And then she's like, and it works. Like generally for me, it has worked. All my friends laugh their heads off. It's just like, just you visualize it, yeah. or whatever you want to do, and she's all about that. So that, for me, she really helped me repair. Maybe she was my counselor do You know what I mean? Well, you know? I think that's really interesting.
0: Sorry to interrupt you there. Just in terms of giving value to the people that are listening to, I said to to Sharon, who works for me, this year we're going to try not to say sorry as much. We're quite a sorry nation. But you have to really think about other ways. You're like, thank you for your rather than saying sorry, this is like Thank you for your patience while we deal with this. Thank you for your so that's we're yeah. talking about no problem, trying to take no out of your language I and positive
1: thinking. So she hated me saying sorry as well. It's like, yeah. are you sorry about us northern Irish people? We're just apologetic about everything. everything. And did you then when you were doing the course with that? was that linked with events as well you said she was training well she she was she was she came in uh to train us on soft skills okay we did this like this is a crazy story but we did those personality tests great yeah yeah. so we did the bellman we did the I can't remember Uh Myers-Briggs and we did another one which was about colors quadrants have you ever done that one I need to do that one it's a really fascinating one so it's like 100 questions but there's like a blue yellow green red quadrant and so it's it's literally in a square so literally whatever you answer you will be dotted in you know whatever kind of bit Um, and some people would go more blue and that means you're more mathematical you're into like sciency jobs and nerdy kind of things Mm -hmm. and I think red was creative and this the polar opposite so you can get a blend of those depending on what you answer I was pretty much equal in all of them and she was just like apart from me I haven't actually met someone else who's measured like that and she was you should have seen her and then she was just like you know and she sat down and spoke to me and like just thought you know, and I'm chatting. I was just chatting away there. And she, she was just trying to see my background and all that kind of stuff. And she goes, here's my business card and um, give me an email. So then I did. And then she, she said she'd like to meet me. So she met me with one of her, you know, people at her sidekicks, who was very high up in the um, civil service to just to scout me out. Um, and supposedly, obviously, I did kind of well. So she hired me. So I didn't ever cool. that graduate scheme and it was kind of right. So I became her business development manager. I was her business manager Wow! at the age of 23 and a half, nearly 24. But I what I did, I changed her from a sole trader to a limited company. I learned, like I just did it. Do you know what I mean, I can't really remember this, but I was able to change her to that, set up her finance system. And it was only at that stage where I was like, I really enjoy this. Right. We had another wee staff member because she was flying back and forth from England. And that's when I said, I kind of thing. And I said, But I think I should go and get the proper graduate scheme training, you know, for an accountant. And she goes, Yeah, I think think you'd be really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of like just it was really nice. But then um, boy, was that a shock to the system? When you get an eight grand pay drop. I
0: know. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, change cars and literally living on the breadline completely. That <laughs> <It> sounds really <laughs> drastic, but seriously. Really? So at the age of 25, I entered the graduate scheme as an accountancy person with okay. children. Yeah, wow. <laughs> with whippersnappers he just came out of university and I was the mm-hmm. granny. <laughs> was... Wow, so when was this? This was like... <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really crazy to then think back. I'm 37, 12 years ago. I embarked on a completely life-altering kind of path to go having faith literally going this is going to lead to the greater good and I can do this you know knowing that financially it was it was kind of just suicide but you constantly have exams with accountancy too don't you they're never ending horrendous like and they are like google it it is one of the most hardest qualifications to get and it was chartered do you know what I mean so we get it or not get it you know so yeah, it was crazy. So then I worked in audit for two and a half years and realised I am not an auditor. I talk too much. Um, I don't think of worse, Susie, isn't it? Yeah, and I, and I love having the bands. And that. it made me a good auditor that way because I was really inquisitive and they liked that I was able to probe and all that kind of stuff. But then I really liked doing analysis work and stuff. So then I was seconded for a wee while, but I wasn't allowed to go there. So then I just kind of made the decision if I'm going to be blocked for not being able to move, I'm going to have to find somewhere else. So I went into industry there. I was really lucky, got offered two jobs and became a management accountant. And so kind of have not looked back since. So was in a childcare service provider one of the largest in uk so managed different companies for them then i went into um (laughs) stock market linked company amazing company you know any hospital beds that you've been on or chairs or joe huntley brilliant company but nearly ended our marriage because i was working till half 10 pretty much every night not good luckily i didn't have kids at that stage Uh, but just i knew that wasn't the lifestyle that i wanted do you know what i mean so then i got into a charity which was lovely and more balanced hours and stuff like that but then the executive sort of melted down so funding stopped oh yes 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 the redundancies were made and i just had to make that difficult decision and i was pregnant as well so it was just one of those things where step away completely step away um and then i worked for a haulage company as an accountant and then I decided you know I'm getting bored now need to jump back into the fire and went back into practice the amount of people who are like what are you doing because people usually go to practice and leave it and never go back and I just said I'll go back and that means what does that mean so So that means going back into practice means like um someone you would hire like literally go do my accounts please you Uh know Uh just back into just doing day-to-day kind of accountancy stuff okay, okay. Um, But I kind of wanted the challenge to kind of just go I, I want the breadth again because I was doing very much just one company I wanted to do lots of companies again and you know and see lots of different kind of t- businesses so yeah what the practice called PGR accountants and I have to say they've been great to me like I had my second little one there too uh, well not there too second one and then I decided after five months I, c- I couldn't balance it. I couldn't be yeah. the mummy and be the full-blown working mm-hmm. employee and give it my all um, because they wanted a five-day week for me. And I was like, I can't. I need to be with my babies two days a week. I just yeah. genuinely need to just feel slightly less guilty that I'm working, Yeah, you know, but need to earn money. So I decided, no, I'm going to take a step away and let she take that leap. Um, okay. I was very lucky and my clients wanted me so my boss has contacted me and just said will you work as a kind of contractor I was like yes that's quite great. good, good. Yes. um but then and all of that I had applied for the best home cook and I was, was- going to say so
0: where does the so cooking's clearly ongoing in your life like same with them I was talking about your sister Veronica like you all have like a flair and it's very cool <laughs> I know of the family um <laughs> yes. so that was probably part of your life anyway
1: cooking yes, creativity like, it was just there and like I would always cook and always bake and all that kind of stuff. So when I started this in the accountancy practice, I'd actually applied for the bake off. So I was reserved. So I was okay. reserved, ready to go on for if anybody cancelled, but it didn't. So I've lovely signed books from Prue Leith and um from Paul Hollywood, which were class, but i never gone on. I was devastated. Okay. Um, but then a friend then said, What about this programme? So then there was only one season of it. And I was like, I think I'd give this a go. And I'd applied for it in October, mm-hmm. and I handed in my notice um, before then. Did I do that? Yeah, no. I literally like I've not I haven't intentionally, you know, okay. you know, expected anything. I was just applying. Because you apply for that and then you were over there for filming, isn't that right? Yeah, so therefore I went for, well, the actual filming, filming started in the March of 2019. Okay. So I handed my notice in 2018. Leap of faith on the last day of working, which was the last day of tax season on the 31st of January, I got a phone call to say, you are one of our contestants so it was like literally the best day I feel really bad because my old boss still feels really like awful he's just like I can't believe you're celebrating and leaving us yeah. <laughs> so yeah no I was a weird day because it was just like trying to close off accountancy and then knowing that I'm about to embark on something quite exciting and completely unknown
0: Until uh, tell me this is probably a really good time to
1: ask this question um
0: now that people have listened to you and heard your like story and how you crazy. deliver, uh, well, we, we both know that we're crazy in the best way. But um, fear, what well, I what I think with that is, whoa, like clearly, I'm sure you had fear, but the, you're you're you seem more excited
1: than you were petrified of that. Where you just okay. like this is the next, like, yeah, like I fear doesn't. I don't really think I I wouldn't say I'm fearless. Yeah. I just see it as pretty much as like, if you say I can't do it, I'm going to completely show you I can do it. Like, I'm just that person who is so stubborn to the point where so many points in my life, people are like, why are you even putting the effort in? Or it's not worth it. Or Mm -hmm. you can't do it. Like, you know, the amount of people who, like it took me eight years to get my accountancy exams. Like eight years is the maximum time you're allowed to do it. But I had—I got married. Mm-hmm. I- we got our house. We have two children. We have our dog. We have our cats. We—we we yeah. literally have everything that I wanted, you know. And I still got my exams. But the amount of people, because I did fail, I did fail absolutely. But I was doing too much. When I look back on it, I was doing way too much, yeah. and then trying to sit exams. Um, and people, When you got there? People were like, "I don't think you can do this," or you don't give up." I think, I think it's time to just. And I was like no so it's that has made me so many of those people have really tried to break me Mm -hmm. to the point where it's like just watch I'm gonna prove you wrong so that's where fear no I get excited because it's a new challenge and that's what I say anything that people says oh then I go no no I'm Fine, that's a challenge. That's mine. And obviously, your confidence in the. So, what did you have to do
0: for the application process, or have you talked? Is this boring? Do you not want to talk no, about I mean, this type I mean, of thing? I mean, Was it okay? you think, have you talked a lot? No? no, no, no. So, um, so because I'm talking essentially
1: creatives, it, we're the paths never straightforward, and this is what's the beautiful no, thing. No, listening actually, to you, so maybe that you know it is quite a nice kind of story because then it made me realize I really wanted this because so the first thing was just a paper application and it Mm -hmm. asked you when you started cooking why you started cooking and that started to bring up loads of memories I was like yeah Mm -hmm. I love cooking I love cooking and like the end goal for me after retirement after accountancy was to open my own coffee shop right yeah Yeah. that is my you're on the fast track to that now Susie oh I hope um and literally just potter around and just literally chat to people and just enjoy nice life and exchanges with people it's just that's what I love um so a paper interview and then I got a phone interview and then they probed more about the questions and just you know why and what makes you want to cook and want to bake and and it was kind of like it was quite interesting because it was just like yeah I really do love doing this and you know is it all the time I'm like yeah I like I literally would happily just cook 24-7 mm-hmm. and that is me switching off and that's why I think it's quite natural to me because I do it anyway yeah. um, and I just get in the zone and I never find cooking stressful it's kind of one of those things where it is my de-stress zone mm-hmm. and then I love then teaching people you know that so yeah I got to do that and then they got they came over and said bring a sweet and a savory dish but obviously can eat at room temperature because they were just trying mm-hmm. to and then made me stand in front of a camera for 15 minutes just talking okay. um and they just said yeah you can talk <laughs> <laughs> i took that as a compliment and was like, is that enough and they're like yeah that's enough um, oh, and then i flew to london uh, on the was it the 7th of january and it was amazing because then i got to do pretty much a three stages live with five other people in a cookery skill it was like amazing and oh. so boom 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 you know when like you're given Eggs, um, what is it? Eggs, hollandaise to make from scratch, and um, mm-hmm. and literally you had two eggs. So, you, like, I actually made scrambled eggs with the hollandaise for the first one, and I nearly died. You should have seen the face, and I'm sure whatever, the, there was a camera on me, and I literally went fluorescent red. <laughs> and like, how, how are you going to resolve this? And what are we going to do now? Are you going to give up? And I was like, nope. I've got one egg and it's the best poached egg you're going to taste Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make the hollandaise, and then it did work you know when you're just like brilliant but that's skills that's where I think being
0: a creative it's like what you're good at you know like you can pull it back and I and I feel when I'm teaching students with paint and whatever people are petrified even just on the the one-off workshops that I do yeah I just tell people like put it just commit to it commit to it and you can always go over it you can always fix it yeah but maybe not with cooking. I
1: don't find that with cooking, but you know that's the thing. It's exactly the same. It's just like, oh, if you added too much of that, then it's just like you can counterbalance it. Obviously, there's only so much sweet, like the salt that you need to bounce with sugar. <laughs> yes. But yes. there's things that like if you've pushed the flavour too much, say so you have a minced kind of base. If you've pushed it too much with like a spicy seasoning, then go for that then. Don't make it the mild one, make it something else, or you know, change it up then. It's you know you know sometimes I think when you start out I'm sure with a painting you're wanting something like that but actually you end up probably adding more color and more mm-hmm. kind of like definition and you're like oh this has worked out differently than what I expected but mm-hmm. I'm liking it and do you so that the, the journey then the great thing is you won Woo-hoo! but you Ooh. knew this
0: for about a year like how long did nine we know months. this before you could nine
1: yeah. months you so couldn't tell yeah. anybody no so literally emotional roller coaster for literally kind of like going into accountancy places good yeah yeah i'm just a boring accountant you know i would always bring bakes that's the thing they always you yeah what well, accountant brings you baked goods or food you know and it's just like i just love baking so yeah. like you know that's what i'm known for like pretty much the baking accountant you know i just go around mm-hmm. having out food um to not be able to say i'm not bad at this yeah. i'm actually okay at this mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. but it's not it probably um it probably is quite good because we're similarly wired I'm not uh, by no means numbers are not my friend but our personality is that like we kind of thrive on the high energy <laughs> yeah. it's probably a really good discipline to have to have been so quiet about that yeah for me yeah um, yeah well I would think for me too and it's like um is it like whenever you're <laughs> when you're pregnant you can't tell anybody it's like your own little secret so you're in Stevie's secret
1: was it like yours and your yeah. And it was awful because it's just kind of, I could, I could kind of tell them, couldn't it And yeah. like it was Stevie who kept me on the street and I He's like, "No, you know this yeah. will go really wrong. You oh, have signed the mo- the amount of NDAs you've signed, the non-disclosures. You need to keep quiet, so said, It's not worth it. It's not that long. And because he's very disciplined, and I'm just like, oh, I want to tell people." <laughs> I want to share this information and he goes so it's not fun then it's know, not fun
0: and tell me then as well about this so it was great it was great to see you. and you had friends and family together and that was just before well before all of the covid everything yeah. but for me looking in it's been really cool to see how that was kind of all you needed for uh us to um the, the camera you worked well with the camera, which. I know I know anyway the, the the fact that you can like talk and explain what you're doing and not get like over flustered, like all of those because people can be good cooks but never come to the forefront with it whereas like all those skills of meeting people as a ten year old just above the counter and then you know your the HR the P or the PR sorry all of that like the, the, the you know the maybe failing exams but then overcoming it's like all of a sudden um I don't know, it's just been really cool to see like blossom or bloom or and and take on the challenge because obviously as you said, a challenge is one thing but seeing uh like TV companies and people having confidence in you is also really great.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's where I kind of go, okay, I, I I can maybe do this and like um the production company called Waddell's were the one who did episode series one for Susie Lee's Homebook of Heroes and they're just, like, I know they wanted to obviously hire me, but they're like, no, we obviously wanted to hire you for a reason because you're actually really engaging and all, yeah. you're really warm on the camera mm-hmm. and you're not annoying. Yes. <laughs> they're just like, you, you know, you're, you actually want to help people you're not sort of saying here's a really high level dish which you're never going to make at home It looks beautiful but you know mm-hmm. where you're trying to make it that everybody can assess it and access it and make it at home and make it their own and you make it feel that it's doable yeah it's like well I suppose that is what I'm trying to do I would and isn't it cool
0: better. as well Like it's like me whenever I you know last night like when prints sell I can't believe that people do you think of my work for them? I'm sure you're the same, you uh, you know, because I'm texting you about my friend and my sister-in-law who are using your recipes. It never gets old, sure, it doesn't. It's really exciting that people oh. consider that over
1: anything. Like they could choose anybody else. I know, but that's the thing. And you can't- Isn't it great? You're like, me? You're like, no, you're talking about that person. And, and it's just like, no, no, you don't really like your stuff. And you're like, uh-huh. do you? Do you really? <laughs> But that's from
0: working hard too. And we're talking about it off air there as well, about the, the you give a lot of value and you're very um, generous with that. And that has really helped. I think I always talk about give without expectation. So um, it's like teaching, but not, you know, if no one ever buys my prints, I'll have to rest easy with that. That's good that I've helped someone in some way. And I can see that with you with the recipes. It's like giving and knowing that you've helped them in their weekly How do you feel about all of that? Is that just very nice? I think it's quite natural, it seems
1: to you. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the recipes are out there. Do you know what I mean? I'm not giving away any trade secrets, but I'm Mm -hmm. trying to cook it in a way that people go, is that all I have to do? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think especially on how people write a recipe out for people to follow, it can get so confusing. Because like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've grown up with looking at cookbooks and there's some ones I'm like, that doesn't even make sense or that doesn't work. And it's just to be able to strip back and go, that makes sense. And this is what we need to do and making it completely a package that people can digest easily and just use and be a completely dummy guy to cooking. Yeah. That's what I kind of like, just want to hope that I can pass on. Cause some of the people I've heard were like, I don't cook. I can't cook. And I was like, there's no such thing as you can't cook. It's yeah. all about practice. It is literally like riding a bike. Genuinely there. It's just whether you're passionate about it or not. Yeah. I, I well, know. I think some
0: people are not great cooks, but that's maybe me. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, or like, the- but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like my Michael, you know, if you give him a dish, but you'll have that dish all the time from him. You know, it's not really his; it's not inbuilt in him. But um yeah, no, no, I do. No, sorry, I, I take that back. I take that back. I always say I could teach anybody how to paint too, but I get it. Some people maybe just yeah. don't have the
1: flair. Yes, there's just something else for some people. But other people practice; they'll still get to know how to cook exactly that that's it for for me i just sort of think because there's people who are just like no i'll just go for convenience or i'll just and i'm like you do realize you know you've just paid quadruple to what the ingredients and then the amount you would have got for making that well
0: you and i so susie i joined susie on her live on saturday and we cooked um steak beef steak tacos soft shell tacos but soft tacos and we made those from scratch and that was really great to be able to do that is there a rest is are, are there so obviously your Chinese um, upbringing, is that where you find
1: it's the most ease or do you just feel like it, you're excited by all? I'm excited by all. Like that's the thing, because like you will never find the same dish being cooked in my house for at least three, four weeks, you know, that kind of thing. It changes all the time and I get bored, do you yeah. know, and it's just like, oh. I, I, I couldn't eat spig ball every week, you know what I mean, as much as my hubby would because it was a... <laughs> my Michael would, that's his stuff. You know, it's like a hockey thing, Tuesday night spig ball, and I'm like, oh... <laughs> it's a Tuesday your... night often here as well. <laughs> like, eat it yourself, I couldn't be bothered, do you know what I mean? Whereas <laughs> then I'm like, right, I'll make it into lasagna or I'll make it into cannoli or, you know, and that, it's, things like that then excite me that I want to change it up. But yeah, I, yeah. Are your just, kids good eaters? really good eaters, I'm really lucky. I'm just really, really do you know when you're good, I'll give them the choice, but it's not even luck. Genuinely actually I'm gonna change my phrasing. It is not luck about your children eating well or you know good. Um, if you don't give them the choice. They have no choice. I know. You know, kids develop their taste buds through you as you're yeah. as the adults no but do you know what I mean it's what you feed them and yes there is that barrier at two two is the trickiest points the amount of books I have read about managing that age group that they don't completely switch off the stuff you know a really well-fed you know rounded taste baby who's had a really good palate to then change to beige it's because they're developing so therefore you need to manage that on the way through okay. and therefore it is that whole taste 10 times before they like it it's the same yeah. with a, with an adult so you, you kind of go oh I don't like it but it's just like do you not or is it just because it's different so you do it 10 times at least and this is my mantra 10 times at least and then three days in a row kind of thing and people think oh, I'm psycho but for me it has worked and it's just like this is what mommy and daddy are eating and this is what you're having Exactly. you know there's no kids meals there's no kids meals and yes we love fish fingers and potato waffles and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but they see that as a treat that's not our normal thing you know yeah they have all their veg but I wouldn't say it's luck it's just perseverance and consistency yeah and consistency and I think some people just think how do you do it I don't do it I'm just learning from the way my mum and dad did it we had no choice and back then if you left your food you know, it was the end of the world said that there was no food to be left at our house because there was five yeah. of us, and so we literally were <laughs> like,
0: imagine, yeah,
1: yeah." But I kind of just sort of think we just, you know, there's no other countries really that have kids meals. You know, let's put. In- I know, I know, I know,
0: I know, I know, I know to, it is the
1: west Go to, uh, go to yeah. other countries. There's no such thing as a kids meal on a menu going out. They just have exactly what everybody else is having but just a smaller portion so yeah. I know I digress but I think that's so important no, no, I think that's great it is it is really important and would you
0: say for at the minute so lockdown cooking being able to put yourself out would there be something at the minute that you would recommend people to keep their diet on when you were nutrition as well that you studied is there like so for me I listened to a podcast, and- anyway he's a doctor's GP and he had someone on and they were talking about eating uh, basically just like don't don't give your stuff, kids stuff that's in a packet you know and even just today this morning Michael and I had a conversation and he was doing dinner last night because I was work and I was like, I left you sweet corn and peppers and all the other things to have with the kids. There's the kids to have a salad, but they just had carrots. He's like, "Oh, fair point." But is there something that you would recommend people? I try to like increase my greens, or what would you say at the minute is like an easy?
1: Yeah, like I mean, like the the thing is, you're always going to have like carrots knocking around. Yeah, yeah, and this is what I laugh at people when they see me trying to feed them, like. Broccoli stalks and all that kind of stuff. People are like, what is that? I'm like, broccoli stalk. You can still eat it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have that, that. And then the same with cauliflower stalks and leaves. And I remember those years ago, a couple of people like had just left them. I was like, what's wrong with that? And they felt they totally <laughs> under pressure to then eat it. But I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with that. It tastes exactly the same. It just oh. doesn't look like okay the head, head or whatever. But cauliflower is <laughs> the one that's fascinating me here. Yeah, so then the cauliflower, the leaves, all I do is just like, I made it last night actually. So that, that's like my hidden veg, mac and cheese. And literally I steam whatever veg you have. So broccoli stalks, cauliflower leaves, cauliflower, broccoli, whatever I have, carrots, onions, steam them for literally 10, 15 minutes max if you had cut them really thick. So 10 minutes and they're just, just soft. That's the base of your sauce. Okay. And literally you fry off, like a roux, like so you can fry off your yeah. onions, then if you don't want to steam them onions, and then you make like a white sauce. Okay, mm-hmm. put in your your veg so that's got a liquid and blitz the life out of it, um, and then layer on as much or as little cheese. And then I bake it with a real crunchy top. And there you go. And you add bacon to it. You add... Butter. Amazing. That's a great one. But it's a real comfort food thing, but actually you've shoved in four or five fudge without anybody knowing... But my kids are happy to eat it with the lumps anyway. But like, it just feels like you're being really naughty. But actually, no, it's you. You were pretty good, actually. That um, is brilliant. Yeah, it's just like I hate waste. I genuinely hate waste. Yeah. And like, you know, I we will have a couple of nights where we have literally leftover central. So literally bits and pieces like that. We it's, do that, yeah. Kids I, like that too. It's like what? Are you doing now? And I'm just like you know, it's the beauty. And we just dig out stuff from the freezer. And he goes, how long has that been in there? 19 and just like, eat it.
0: It's okay. fine. It's been frozen. Um, and just quickly then, do you, because I know you're busy as well, do you, um social media, it's obviously where platforms, which is where I've essentially grown my business. I can see it's where you've grown your profile as well as obviously the TV um, appearances. But do you, how do you feel about it? Do you, do you have a, um, schedule
1: with that or are you kind of ad hoc yeah no I have to say really lucky hubby taught me everything I knew mm-hmm. about social media like see at the start of lockdown look at my photos I'm happy to admit that yeah. they were not good my like just not good and I just didn't know about angles and yeah. Yeah, just shots I just didn't know I don't really understand all that like I'm an accountant yes we can look at that creative side I'm happy to cook the food for always forget to take photos because it's yeah um so it's it's strange and now to then be living this lifestyle it's like don't eat it yet i need to take a photo whereas i shouted at people at restaurants i literally i know made fun of them yeah eat your food why yeah. are you taking a photo of it and there I am I'm that lunatic now who's taking well it. slightly different you're not at
0: restaurants like bragging about where you are you're like this is a photo of food that I've made and I'm going to teach you
1: how to make it so slightly different there's that okay there is that too um but yeah no it's um it's a it's a weird base social media is yeah. a good and a bad thing there's the positives of yes being able to grow my profile and reaching out to people that in america in canada in new zealand like i'm getting so many lovely messages that people are now watching best home Cook, and they're like we just saw oh, one sister. and it's lovely and then people are like i i've just i've just googled you and there's recipes i'm gonna try that now because it looks I so agree. good and you're like wow so someone in new zealand has been making like my roast chicken dinner and they won't make it any other way now i'm like wow that. like that i was is- so happy to see you
0: turn i turned mine i've all i learned that with the turkey first turkey i did turning it upside down
1: and we do that too so
0: Absolutely. i was excited
1: to see that whenever you did that that's first. what i've always done so it's amazing um and yeah so just that but then you get the negativity because mm-hmm. people think that is a platform where it's a free freedom of speech everyone has a voice yeah, yeah. everyone has a voice and they never think words are sharp i and just like you know being kind is so much more than you know just I don't know I know people like a reaction but it's just like think back and think would you like that said to you would you like to be treated like that especially when they have not done anything to you Yes,
0: are you? Yes, exactly. I, um, My worst experience really was actually not even related to my art when I had COVID and I had made a, a blog post about having COVID. It was a blog post about having showers because I didn't, Oh, yeah, so frail that. and everything. And then the media picked up on this. So they said like, we'd love to interview you, blah, blah, blah. So I was really specific about things that I didn't really want to talk about, but I was happy to talk about how pathetic, not pathetic, how grim COVID was because it was horrendous. And I was in any twice. And my heart took months and months to even just, like, get back into rhythm. Not cool. So I was happy to talk about this. And so then it was picked up in, like, you're talking about New Zealand, World News, Glasgow, New, all these platforms. And there was one was the worst with Belfast Live, which is, like, a really good forum here for, like, finding Ooh. stuff out. Uh, but theirs was lovely. It was just the normal post. But the comments. So there was, like, 600 comments and people just, like, ripping into you know she's never had the flu obviously before look at the state of her like and I just thought wow but then it doesn't it becomes less about you I don't know if you can feel that way like people are that, but you have to kind of think I'm just gonna let that they can't be talked to anyway but it is very
1: sad that it's just hard I think it's hard to then <clears throat> accept that that is a norm as well i just i think it's, I, I find it someone sitting weird. on their sunday just they're like what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna type this it's kind of crazy isn't it yeah and that thing and i think it's just sad that it has been an acceptable acceptable piece of behavior i think it's just like how have we normalized this as well that people can be nasty and because they're hiding behind a device or a computer that it's okay and I get i do get angry about that and like mm-hmm. if i could genuinely you know not need social media as much I, I would genuinely but we're in COVID so this is the only way people can see my recipes or you know learn about me and then you'll get people who are like oh what does she care like sure she's got money or whatever she's like I've worked bloody hard I'm I and people will always project onto you I think there's a um,
0: Gary V. I I listen to uh, as well I don't know if you've heard of him you probably quite like him and he is a marketing guru and he, he basically said once you get the stage you genuinely don't care or that you welcome all of that, you're like, Yeah, yeah, that's fine, all that because you're more comfortable, you don't care whether they say they like you or they don't like you. So, like you're not pulled by one, you know, one doesn't make you feel, so he's like, I am who I am, type of thing. But um okay, I
1: think yeah, it is long definitely
0: long it is the beast, I know, I know. But it's I think that's as well whenever you I wonder. I know we don't really have time, but I wonder as well, the more I get to know myself, I wonder if the loss of the parent is one of the reasons
1: I want to be an achiever as well, and you want to please people. Absolutely. It's I think like a that. massive, massive thing. Cause you never had that end goal of knowing. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, you never got to the stage where you're at now to for them to say, well done you know what I mean and like when it's just like yeah there's a big void there and you feel it going they would have loved to seen this and you're just like oh yeah
0: yeah I I I feel that too and even I was just speaking to my mom last night because I got some bad news and not from about myself and I was speaking to my mom about you know dad near the end because dad was they're told basically in January that he wasn't going to survive and it was in April that he died but I said to mom like how did you even find joy in every day And she doesn't she's always been very positive and she said, like I just kept going for you. But she did say to me last night, you know, it was it was a struggle. And you do think like that, like so then I but I I think, you know, every no one has it straightforward. So whether it's grief, whether it's but I do wonder about the kind of achieving side. I'm sure there's a psychoanalysis somewhere. No, no, I say
1: there's a massive thing there. There's a compliment. But then there's
0: also another,
1: there's another side to it, in that I'm thankful that I'm so driven. Yeah, no, no. And that's it. And like, I think that's a word we can both use happily for ourselves. You know, we are driven and there's a purpose to it. You know what I mean? And we have our families and it's for that greater good and to, you know, hopefully our product is you know gonna let people enjoy it at the end and that i think that brings us happiness but yeah it it does still boil down to that appreciation kind of like achieving is it good enough you know have i got there yet and maybe that's what will keep propelling us because Mm -hmm. we will never reach it true keep trying to push and push and push
0: and push. And I quite like as well, thinking about you, I just, but we'll end on this, but um, you can tell me what you're reading too, if you've time to read a book. But you know, when I think about art, my people say, what it you that? What do you want? this? I said, I wanted people to sit around the table and my art to be on the wall. I want it to be a conversation starter. I want it to be a memory. I want it to be something that they talk about. And I, I, I love that. I get to see that maybe. And I guess that's very similar
1: literally around the table eating your yeah no and that's it that's all like I like I mean Chinese culture is pretty much family and food Mm -hmm. and that's all I've ever you know and like it is it boils back down to that you know at 16 my whole family life got thrown up in the air there was none of that it took about a year or so then my auntie who, who lives next door to then you know you know try to resume a Monday night which was then what my mum did cook for everybody and everybody sat around a table and I was really thankful for that but um that's what I want now I want my family to be able to sit down and just enjoy it and that's what I want other people to to just switch off Mm -hmm. that's the time when you need to engage with your family to just go how was your day Mm -hmm. you know and just be there be present present yeah about all the crap that has happened but just your wee family unit or your wider family, your friends, do you know what I mean? And just sit down and break bread, do that. That's, yeah. that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, yeah. And especially now in lockdown, we all, because I did say that to our boys last week, I'm really thankful. that We we are definitely good at our dinner. Maybe our youngest is a different league, but he always is like, I want a TV dinner. But um, the big two never really seem to argue for that. We like We enjoy our dinner times
1: together exactly and we do too and like it's just a laugh you know what I mean it's just funny what's going through their little brains and just what they come out with and you're like okay okay and then like because we only have one tv in the house so therefore it's limited on when or what they can watch or whatever so we have a lot of story time there's a lot of play and stuff. so just I have no idea where their imagination is coming from but some things like you're just like okay so (laughs) the dinosaur was you know cooking something and making it for the lego you know I'm just these isn't it yeah and it's 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 great whereas devices they're
0: sucked in I try to say it boys I'm like I want you to be outward not to be sucked inward but on that note as well just we'll end there are you reading anything or is there a cookbook that you are
1: pondering up yeah no I yeah the potential cookbook is kind of out there to publishers Brilliant. whether someone snaps it up I would love love it to be published and then I can really focus on that reading I love reading books I genuinely do but the past like and I think maybe that has been a bit hard for me because I used to read at least you know half an hour before bed every night but the from December I actually and my sleep has been up and down COVID hasn't really helped I have been my brain is just going, it's like, what can I do next? Or what can I do to earn money? Or how can I get to the mm-hmm. next stage? And so my sleep has been quite interrupted. Um, but when I read a book, there's no putting it down. I'm really bad. That's my personality. It's very addictive. And I will sit, you could find me. at me too, if I have a book, yeah. Before I am, you know, so knowing all the accountancy work, all the tax returns, all the food stuff I need to do, I knew if I picked up a book, end of something would have to give do you know what i mean so yeah yeah, no i i like there's a list i don't know a mile high of books that people have recommended which i really want to read but i just haven't had time and you'll get there you'll get there exactly
0: um well thank you so much it has been wonderful it's
1: really been great to have you where can people find you they can find me on Instagram, Susie Cooking the Books, and everybody laughs. Yes, I am an accountant. I'm not actually cooking the books, but it's just a pun in a sense. And I've realised.
0: Are you serious? Of course, I'm serious because I'm a disaster. I'm so slow to the table all the time. And you know what? I can't wait to tell Elijah, my oldest, that because he only knows you, Susie Cooking the Books, Susie Cooking the Books. There you I'm go. Good. So
1: yeah, cooking the books. But- you could do a full live on that. I'm yeah absolutely and people be like questioning going are you a dodgy accountant <laughs> no, very I'm not. sorry and, so susie cooking the books on instagram and then susie lee cooks on youtube and on facebook so that's where you'll find me and i do have a website which is all linked to all of that um but yeah there's there's the base of social media and the internet because, Brilliant. well you
0: know, you're able to find and it'll be great to um to hear other people following now and along with your recipes but thank you and good luck with everything thank you and no doubt i'll have you back yeah absolutely well thank you okay thanks thanks so much for tuning in today if you enjoyed the episode i would really appreciate some feedback or for you to hit subscribe so that you get all the content every week in your inbox and if you would like to check out my website it's aliheart.com especially if you were thinking about needing some mentoring sessions because i have openings coming up in the summer thanks for watching and listening and i will see you on the other side